You probably know what happened to my husband. If not, please go back to the episode entitled Uninvited. You can go ahead and pause me. Don't worry, I won't be offended. Are you back? Some of what you heard may be too hard to swallow, especially the part about a supernatural entity that collects human souls. My husband's imagination was off the charts. He often had one foot in the real world and the other someplace else. I guess that's the curse or the blessing of marrying a writer. I know time here on earth is limited, but it happened so fast. I didn't have a chance to say goodbye. One moment he's recording his podcast. It was now or never. Law and order was required. The next, I'm looking down at his coffin. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. You may regard me as a monster when I tell you my story, but please don't judge me. Treat me as my late husband would say, a fellow earthling. York's family arrived from Jamaica. Waking up, feel water and waking up. Right through the house, through the bathroom, through every door, kitchen door, every door. Everything in the house flood out. Don't matter about everything, everything. No bed, no dead, if you sleep on. Seti, where you could have a rest in And their mannerisms and accent were difficult to understand. When spring cream is water, when you jump up and look, there is water. Many water, like Elsha. That type of water was there. I will warm back everything. But their laughter and food was infectious. At the dinner table, York started acting erratic. (laughs) To put it bluntly, he was speaking to himself even though he claimed to be speaking to a man dressed in black. He got up and left the table. 20 minutes went by, so I excused myself and walked down the hallway looking for him. That's when I discovered his body sprawled out on the floor. My screams attracted the dinner guests. One of them felt his wrist. No pulse. Another called the ambulance. They said he died from a sudden heart attack. The sentence was clinical and conclusive. Sudden heart attack. York was stubborn about going to the doctor just like most boneheaded men, but he appeared healthy. His death didn't make sense. We were supposed to grow old together. Why would God give me someone special and take him away in the blink of an eye? Here comes the part you may label me as a monster, but put yourself in my shoes for a minute. If that was your loved one, wouldn't you want to bring them back? There was a top-secret research team at Rejuvenate Labs. They were experimenting on human consciousness. They theorized that consciousness is an organic force. It could be manipulated and transferred. When someone dies, according to their research, the consciousness remains in the brain for a certain amount of time. Within that narrow window, they can transfer it to another host. 
But where does consciousness come from? Scientists, theologians, and philosophers have been trying to get to the bottom of this question for centuries without reaching any consensus. One recent theory is that consciousness is the brain's imperfect picture of its own activity. To understand this theory, it helps to have a clear idea of one important way the brain processes information. The life replica department was shut down by the government due to ethical concerns. However, the lead scientist, Ryan Hume, took all of his research and went underground. I found his info on the darker side of the internet. Side of the internet. We cover all your tracks, eat all the breadcrumbs, and supply you with the resources you need to stick it to the man. If you want to know what's on the menu, select categories on the left, or... A place you can buy and sell without the government watching. First time I called him, I was sent to his voicemail. This is Ryan. I'm busy building the future, so please leave your message. I was lost for words, so I just hung up. I called back thinking I was going to leave a message, but he picked up the phone. Hello, this is Ryan. I was expecting something more official or cloak and dagger, but all I got was Ryan. I'm calling about the procedure. Do you mean life replica? Yes, of course that's what I'm talking about. Hopefully I didn't come across as a bitch. But the clock was ticking. Just making sure. You can never be too careful. He asked me when he died and if his brain was still intact. He offered no condolences, not even one word of comfort. My services aren't cheap, Mrs. Campbell. There's no refunds and zero guarantees. If he is deficient, there is no turning back. He gave me the price, asked questions about my husband's personality, along with his strengths and weaknesses. Send me as many photos and videos of York that you can find. He is, or was, a podcaster. Send me all of his recordings. Why do you need so much information? I thought you were going to transfer his consciousness into another host. I was beginning to have second thoughts, but this Ryan guy on the phone was relentless. Well, the transfer is not seamless. Occasionally, bits and pieces of the consciousness leaks out. If we were to leave it in that state, it will create a false memory. So the information you will provide will fix those potential gaps. It made sense, but I still felt uneasy. This could be a con artist trying to take me for every red cent. Or perhaps he's for real. York's body was exhumed in the middle of the night by a team of professional grave robbers. They even covered up the hole, leaving no trace. We had conversations over the phone, but this is our first face-to-face. I was expecting a gray-haired man in a white coat with thick bifocals. Rather, Ryan was tall, clean-shaved with a boyish charm and muscular physique. He looked like a GQ model, not a scientist. His basement lab was surrounded by large monitors. Gadgets stuck out from every corner. Mechanical arms and legs were housed in glass cabinets 
similar to trophies. Framed diplomas decorated the walls, UCLA, Princeton, and Harvard. There was even a picture of the dashing young scientist in his graduation gown, grinning from ear to ear. There were no family photos or a ring on his finger. He struck me as one of those people married to his career. A pool table stood in the center of the room. Stripes and solid balls were scattered. A pool cue was leaned to the side. Perhaps he played by himself. Give me six months, Mrs. Campbell, and your husband will be good as new. Well, so to speak. Six months? Can it be done sooner? The synthetic skin itself takes the longest. It has to cover the gears and the wires. You do not want your husband to think he's a robot. I thought about it for a while, sat on a comfortable swivel chair. Without asking, he took out two crystal glasses from a secret compartment, added ice cubes, and popped open a bottle. He sat close to me, turned the glass in his hand, and waited. Any woman would get lost in his eyes. But I'm not that kind of woman. Would it be detrimental if my husband knows he's a robot? Put it in. A machine. Isn't that the truth? Or would the truth be detrimental to me? If all of York's consciousness is transferred to a replica, does it make him less human? I took a sip of the liquor to clear my head, weighed the pros and cons. Objective thinking wasn't my strong suit. I tried looking away from the doctor's toned chest and arms. It was nearly impossible. I'll take my chances, doctor. Very well, Miss Campbell. Very well. my husband was here, he would like you to follow the show and tell a friend. He would also like you to buy him a coffee on buymeacoffee.com slash poetic earthlings. I know, that sounds ridiculous. York will not get the money since he's dead. But give it anyway, because your girl has bills. Music is licensed under Epidemic Sound. By the way, I found some of York's pre-recorded shows. I'll play them for you during the season, and who knows, I may come back to let you know if the procedure was a success. What did my husband say again at the end of each show? Be a good human? <laughs> <laughs>
be a good earthling. Forget it. See you later. Geminoid. Hi, four. A humanoid robot. Country, Japan. Height, five foot nine. It has 50 degrees of mobility with the help of which the android behaves like a real... What is the singularity? It's a hypothetical point in time at which technological growth becomes uncontrollable and irreversible, resulting in unforeseeable changes to human civilization. To put it bluntly, it's when machines take over the world. Once considered fodder for sci-fi novels and Hollywood blockbusters, the singularity in scientific circles is now a topic of concern. Some leading minds in the field state that the singularity is inevitable. Others propose a kill switch in case the machines try to enslave us all. Shut it down! Maybe they already have. We're so addicted to our smartphones and social media without contemplating its negative impact. An iPod, a phone, and an internet communicator. Life Replica. Written and produced by York Campbell. Narrated by Tiffany C. Lewis. Please visit her on rebellionlit.com. Brian Hume was performed by Alex. He is the host of the podcast, Time for Your Hobby. Thank you for listening to the season four premiere. I'm Shantae from ctamarketing.biz. See you next time on Poetic Earthlings. The basic concept of the technological singularity is a point in time when technological advance occurs so rapidly that to the human mind, it appears almost instantaneous. Yes. Like, like imagine 10 new Nobel Prize winning discoveries every second or something, mm -hmm. right? This is similar to the concept of the intelligence explosion that was posited by the mathematician I.J. Good in 1965. What I.J. Good said then, the year before I was born, was the first truly intelligent machine will be the last invention that humanity needs to make. Poetic Earthlings.